Hello again, and welcome back to this edition of the John G. Moore Podcast. My friend Ken Chen joins us today. Hi, Ken. Hello, John. Ken, you and I met, I guess, about, what, five years ago, I guess it was, when I was working at one of the area hospitals, and you came by and made some donations of some guitars to a, um, I think it was a physical therapy department, if I remember correctly. And I was unaware at that point that you actually have a program where you donate guitars. Tell us the name of your program and what it's all about. Well, it's, uh, it's called the Chin Guitar Project. Uh, it started, uh, I guess, probably about seven, eight years ago. Kind of my daughter was in a situation. We were struggling with uh, epilepsy and going back and forth to Children's Medical Center in Dallas. She would be going into the epilepsy monitoring units and staying for a period of time. And uh, it's pretty boring. They have you hooked up. You're all wired up. You know, they, they're monitoring just about everything they can monitor. And they can only, you only get unplugged just to go to the bathroom. So pretty boring for a teenage girl. So she says, Dad, uh, can I carry my guitar? And I said, man, that's just a great idea. That's a great idea, Tara. Let's do that. So lo and behold, even though we've been going to Children's Medical Center for probably five years at this point, trying to deal with her epilepsy and get our hands on that. She carries a guitar, and um, the charge nurse sees it sitting in the corner of the room and comes in and says, oh, you know, you play guitar. And my daughter says, yes, you know, I had to give up sports and athletics. as if I break out in a sweat and all that, it, um, you know, it's a trigger for my seizures. So she says, well, wonderful. She says, I'll send up a musical therapist. And of course, I love music, John. I think you know that. And, and so, but I didn't. I, at this point in time, we had never heard of, of a musical therapist. This was a new term for me. So I was like, "Great, you know, uh, send her on up." You know. A couple of hours later, a lady by the name of Karen Norris comes in with her guitar and music and sits down with my daughter, and really just blows me away. I'm just in the room. Uh, sitting on the couch observing and as they played for an hour back and forth you could just see the change in my daughter through karen's ministry so needless to say i was very impressed so she's putting her guitar up and you know she's going to be making heading out to another patient and um, i was just trying to be nice trying to make small talk with karen and i said because i know some people on the board of directors at children's hospital and so forth uh, know some things about him. I said, I guess being Children's Medical Center, you have all the guitars you want or need for your music therapy program. And I fully expected her to say, well, of course, you know, this is Children's Medical Center. You know, don't you know who we are? But instead, to my shock, you know, she hung her head for a moment and raised her head. And she says, you know, she says, I wish that were so. She says, we have four full-time, two part-time, and then SMU has a very strong musical therapy program. We get a lot of their interns, students. So I'm stunned and really at a loss for words, which I very rarely am. And my daughter's looking at me like, uh, you know, Dad, can you talk? Hello, you know, let this register. And I kind of recognize that look. And so I turned to Karen and I said, look, I said, uh, we'll give you a, I can't remember, I told her 10 or 12 guitars for your program. And of course, she didn't know who I was, John. And, uh, you know, I wasn't up in a three suit that day. You know, I had an old pair of blue jeans, you know, uh, you know, comfortable t-shirt on. She's like, well, I've got a meeting 
tomorrow morning at eight o'clock with the director of the hospital, would you join me? I said, yeah, sure, you know, come get me. So, you know, that's where it really all started from that and the consequent meeting in the morning, which led to the director thinking be this guy's not some crazy guy. You know, she Googled my name right in front of me. You know, how, how do you spell that? Is it uh, C-H-I-N-C-H-E-N? No, I said, no, it's C-H-I-N-N. And she saw I was on the board of directors of some different music festivals and some art committees and so forth. And she thought, well, okay, let's, let's do this. So anyway, we walk out and she's showing me this Ryan Seacrest studio inside the hospital. And when I looked at it, I was like, wow, you know, this is really state of the art, really cool. She says, look, you know, with your connections, you must know all these musicians. She says, let's have a concert. They have an area there for a little concert, you know, or 75 people or so. And we'll make the donation. I said, you know, hey, just whatever you want to do, we can make it happen. And, uh, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks later, showed up with a musician. Uh, he did a concert, a performance. It was uh, Matthew Davidson from Shreveport. Now uh, Matthew's uh, fixing to be graduating from Belmont University. Uh, everything went great. A lot of folks there and uh, was interviewed quite extensively by a lot of different papers and magazines. At this point, I just thought, well, this is just one and done. You know, it was just, hey, you know, I just saw a need. We met a need with my daughter's encouragement and felt good about it and I thought well you know praise God that, that felt good and uh, you know that's really going to benefit a lot of those kids many of those kids in there when they go in you know they're in there for extended periods they can be in there for months at a time six months at a time nine months for those musical therapists that come by there's an inclination uh, you give someone where they're just in a hospital room a guitar and you got someone coming by that loves on them and cares on them. And, you know, a lot of them can pick it up pretty quick, learning some things from these musical therapists. From there, it just kind of took on a life of its own. You know, look back here, it's been, I guess, seven, eight years. We've given out over 2,000 guitars to uh, what started out as to really musical therapists. And it kind of expanded into school districts, private schools, public schools. Then uh, we got involved with different foundations, music foundations that were hitting us up for wanting some guitars for their uh, particular purposes. And uh, it's grown way beyond anything any of us have ever expected or even imagined to what it is. Truly amazing story. Uh, you're listening to the John G. Moore Podcast, and our guest is Ken Chen, who is head of the Chen Guitar Project. Are you a 501c3, Ken? We are. You know, in the beginning, you know, I just thought it'd be one and done. So right after the Dallas donations, I say this about these musical therapists, just like there's the American Medical Association, there's the American Musical Therapy Association. Even though there are some men, I call it a sisterhood. And they all know each other. They have their conventions a couple of times a year. You know, a lot of them who have worked in Dallas work in different places or they went to school together. So I say it's like having, you know, a 6,500 evangelist talking about you. So it was just a short period of time. I would say probably a couple of weeks I'm sitting in my office and I get a call from Atlanta, Georgia. They're wanting me. They have a Seacrest studio there. And they're wanting us to come up. Really, you know, they knew someone in in Dallas and said, hey, you know, can you do for us what you did in Dallas? And I said, sure, not a problem. And so we went up there and lo and behold, guess who shows up, John? Fox News. That's not slouchy. And that's not, you know, uh, 
So we're there. I had a good friend, uh, Richard Bowden, who's a musician, who put on a concert for the the kids, and we donated, I, I think it was a dozen guitars there, to their musical therapy program that's headed up by Beth Collier. So it really kind of, after that, then I started getting more inquiries. I went to my brothers. I said, uh, Tom and Bo and my father-in-law, I said, look, it doesn't appear that the need that is out there is being met. I said, we can do one of two things. I said, if y'all want to, we can all throw in and start this up, or we can just walk away at this point because there is a big need uh, with hospitals and uh, children who are in need of this type of music ministry. And they unanimously said, hey, we're all in. Let's uh, contact lawyer, CPA, get it all set up, so we formed a 501c3. I have to tell you why I was so struck by this when I saw this at the hospital and saw you that day. I, I started playing the guitar when I was eight years old, and I still play the guitar. And out of all the instruments that could have walked into the room, here came this music therapist and you, and, and you're making a donation of a guitar. It could have been a trumpet. It could have been whatever. But it especially hit me because I play the guitar. Do you do any other instruments, or is it strictly what it says, the Chen Guitar Project? You stick strictly to guitars, right? Uh, pretty much so. Probably 99%. You know, you know we, came, we got uh, inquired by some state mental hospitals. They wanted guitars in the beginning, and uh, we had so many positive letters. Oh, my gosh, of people just being lifted out of depression and how it uh, helped them uh, with their dealing with their anxieties and on and on and then uh, you know they started asking us for bass guitars which I guess we'll call that a guitar won't we John? It, I, play the, I play the bass as well I, I absolutely call it a guitar it is. So yeah bass so we've, we've given out some of those on, on, on occasions but uh, I think most of the people really want uh, guitars and uh, it's just, you know, it's a portable instrument, easy to get around. Uh, we supply them to hospitals in different schools now in varying sizes. You know, it could be uh, a half size, three quarters, full length, depending on the age and, you know, the hands of, of, of the, uh, the children in the hospital or, you know, the, the age of greater that they're in at school. So... So how do you keep up with number one the demand and number two the cost of the demand? How does how do you how do you do that? Well, we've been very fortunate. Uh, we really have. I mean, it's really family driven. Um, you know, we have a couple of people that have made some donations over, you know, the seven eight years. But uh, I've worked out a relationship with uh, Music Link, and they've been tremendous partners with us. In the beginning, um, my sales rep, Alan, I would call him up. The majority of our donations are just drop ships. So unless it's close to the East Texas area, I do not show up for 95% of this anymore. I, I don't make trips to Atlanta, Georgia anymore. Uh, you know, we're sending guitars all over. So uh, I just call Alan up and I would order the guitars and give him the address of the hospital. And uh, I guess after probably maybe a dozen orders or so, he was like, Ken, you really got a niche with these hospitals. He says, you know, what are your profit margins on this? <laughs> and, 
And I said, Alan, my, my profit margins are zero, Bo. We just, we go in the hole every time we send them out. But, uh, and he was quite intrigued because he thought I was selling them to the hospitals at a, at a profit. So he went to the owners of the company and he says, look, we've got this uh, 501c3, the Chin Guitar Project. And, you know, he's really ordering quite a few guitars from us now. And uh, what can we do? Uh, let's let's help this guy out and uh, let's uh, let's deep discount him because he's not in this to make money. And so they've just been tremendous, tremendous to work with. And, you know, 99 percent of our guitars come through them and very grateful for their partnership. Did you know from the beginning of the uh, talk with your family that this was just going to be something that was going to carry on? I guess you plan on doing this as long as you're around. I could tell from the need that you know that this there was just an unmet need and uh, the musical therapists consider themselves kind of the ch- the stepchild of the hospital and in the in the school system as well you know we'll we'll never cut the football budget in east texas and maybe getting political here i don't know but the music budget will cut and it might be sin to say that in east texas with football fever but uh it's just so and it's that way uh, really around the uh around the nation, which is a reason why we've partnered with some other people who have a, their focus, ours is mainly on uh, hospitals, I guess, mainly, and uh, music therapists, but, you know, like Joe Bonamassa, the great blues players, uh, he has a foundation called Keeping the Blues Alive, and he is uh, focused, his focus is school, poor school districts. We have partnered with them, and we've donated a lot of guitars to them over this time frame to help them uh, with their vision and their mission in schools, and you know, as well as the the James Burton, my good friend James Burton, who was a guitar player for Elvis Presley. He has a focus on school districts as well in Louisiana, and uh, he also works with the veterans, but. We've helped James from time to time with some donations there. Uh, sweet, precious man. And then just crazy things happen. I mean, you know, I'm sitting in my office one day and I get a call from Steve Young's Forever Young Foundation. Steve Young is an NFL Hall of Fame quarterback and he has a foundation that's somewhat similar to uh, Ryan Seacrest's foundation. They go in and build actual uh, studios inside of children's hospitals and are very supportive of uh, music therapy programs. They deal with a a number of children's hospitals as well. And so we've been uh, uh, really connected with them. I I think they do just a great job uh, with what they do and uh, got some very passionate people that want to make a difference on their staff. So what what was the question again, John? I'm I'm rambling here. <laughs> no, you're not rambling at all. You're answering the question. I, I my question was, are you in this for the long haul? You're going to do this the rest of your life, and it sounds like the answer is yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I did not answer that. I, I apologize. Um, it appears to be that way. Yes, it does. Well, I think it's phenomenal that you almost really stumbled across uh, a ministry, and but I guess uh, you and I are both persons of faith. You invited me to attend uh, an event with you a couple of years ago, and we're both Christians. And so I think that that often is what happens is God presents things in front of us. There are times that you stumble across something, and, and maybe that that is your calling. Do you feel like this is your life calling? I feel like it has become a very, looking back on seven, eight years, it's been very powerful, the things that we have witnessed 
and seen what you and I would say, you know, maybe God's hand at work in circumstances in people's lives and the changes that have been made. Uh, and just the story of people who have been affected by music and the guitar donations. So, yeah, it's been um, quite the journey. It, it really, it, yeah, you know, my heart's in it. Uh, it'd be hard to walk away. We, I'll tell you another little story here. We, uh, we made a, a donation and to a, a school to start to what I call just kind of, I just call it Guitar 101. The director of the school was really after me. This was this school kind of deals with people that have learning disabilities and some challenges that, you know, so she was like, Ken, I just want you to show up once to teach the class. And, you know, just my little reasoning, John, I'm like, oh, you know, I just don't want to do that, you know. I don't know, you know, my preconceived, I don't know if they would really get it or understand what I'm trying to tell them, and, and, but they were very insistent. So I finally relented. I was like, okay, I, you know, yeah, put me down for this date. I'm coming and, you know, let me get this one behind me. And so I remember it was tremendously cold this morning. And I mean, I, it was, my hands were freezing. So I walk in the school, you know, I had an, an amp and my guitar and all that set up and they show me the spot and so I'm in there just blowing my hands trying to get my hands you know uh, warm and and so forth and this one student comes in he just gets right up in my face with his chair he has no uh, no sense of social boundaries I'd say and he's just right there right in front of me and so he's watching my fingers on the fretboard. And so I began to play just to loosen my fingers up. It's a crazy train, the, the riff, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. So I'm, I'm doing that. It's a good finger exercise. So I'm just loosening my hands up and playing this. And he's just, I mean, zoned in on my fingers. So I take a, a second. I'm blowing, blowing my breath in my hands again. And I look at him, and he's played about half the riff I was playing and so I'm just kind of shocked so I was like okay let's let's go with this one more time so I played it again and I just blew my hands and then he picks it up and he's maybe three-fourths of it now he's gotten so I played it one more time and then he almost nails the riff now there's something about the way his brain works that's obviously uh, different in many ways than maybe yours and mine, but he was able to see the movement of my fingers on that fretboard and it clicked in his brain. I sat there for probably an hour and a half in that class. The other kids ended up coming in and there were two of them that had kind of a gifting, I would say. And it was definitely a gifting that made such progress in that one class. And I walked out of there and I thought, oh, Lord, God, you know, forgive me for having such an attitude as to think, come in, maybe teach these kids a C chord or an A chord or a D chord and hope they get that. And I was so humbled and my heart was so touched that, you know, for someone who had, and th these uh, students had never picked up a guitar. So you're talking about, you know, two months of lessons from the regular teacher there. And it was just uh, such a moving experience. At the end of that school year, this particular student would not 
make eye contact with you. And so when I was actually in there, I mean, he's just looking at my hand and, you know, he every now and every now and then he'd kind of glance up, but then he glanced back down real quick, kind of look at the floor. And so he was just really in his own world and in his own shell. So toward the end of the school year, they do a fundraiser. The school does, you know, it's a private school. So this particular school, and again, up for privacy, but they had a, a pretty famous musician come out. And it's, I mean, it's the big daddy fundraiser for them. And, uh, and this young man who six, seven months earlier would not look you in the eye got up in front of 1,500 people inside of a church and was the opening act to play, I think that he had three or four songs to play for the opening act to come on. Wow, what a touching story. And it's got to be the first time Ozzy Osbourne, that I know of, Ozzy Osbourne was part of a witness. (laughs) (laughs) No no offense to Ozzy, but I'm just just saying, you know. You're listening to the John G. Moore Podcast. Our guest today is Ken Chen, who is head of the Chen Guitar Project. It is designed to give guitars to people who need them, and that could be hospitals or schools. You said you've given out over 2,000 guitars over the last seven years or so. I'm sure you wouldn't say no if somebody wanted to donate to your 501c3. Is it tax-deductible if they choose to give? It is. All right, tell us how to make a donation to your project. Sure, there's a a website, Chin Guitar Project, and on the tab on the front page, there is a button that says help. You click on that, and then there's a spot there where you can make donations through PayPal, or, you know, uh, if you wanted to send it, I believe our address is on there as well. The exact address, by the way, is chinguitarproject.org, so it's org, And you are correct. All of that information is on the website. What if there's someone out there who's listening who is a music therapist who wants to volunteer to be part of your program? Do you have need for, for lack of a better word, bodies? Typically what we call when we have a, a, a charity that's needing people to volunteer. Do you have a need for that or are you, are you good? Uh, typically, the organizations that we donate the guitars to already have people that are trained. But we did make a, uh, a donation recently to a, uh, I guess I could say this, but uh, it's Water Springs Ranch in Texarkana. And we started a guitar class there, oh, I guess maybe three or four months ago. And they would be in need of uh, someone who could come by. It wouldn't be a huge commitment, you know, maybe for 30 minutes, an hour, once a month. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that, because guess where I'm from? You're from uh, Ashdown, Arkansas. I am, which is about 10 minutes from Texarkana. And uh, I still have plenty of musician friends in that area, so I'm going to hit them up. Uh, Wonderful. Of course, if anybody, I do have family and friends who listen to the podcast, so uh, how would they reach out? It's called Water Springs Ranch. And just an absolutely tremendous ministry. They um, have houses. I forget how many acres of land, but they have houses there. And they take in kids, really. They take in children that, I guess, maybe that other people don't want. You know, they're a faith-based ministry. And they really are just 
wow, they do just such an incredible job. I've been so blown away. Uh, my first visit there, I went up there, and um, when I began to unbox the guitars, it was like Christmas on steroids to these kids. You know, they had uh, a handful that just really wanted guitars. And I told them, I said, look, you know, don't get so excited. I said, you know, there was a, a couple of them there particularly that were with me, and we went in the room together with the director. And I said, don't just pick the first one. I said, you know, see how it feels in your hands. Strum it a little bit. Try try a different one. You know, you may like, not like the neck better on that. And so they kind of took a deep breath, you know, and relaxed. And it wasn't like, you know, I'm going to get this and I'm going to go, you know, in the quarter and hide with it. It was it was just such a beautiful experience. I ended up staying uh, a lot longer than I planned on because I had so much fun. And it was such a blessing just to sit there with them and just teach them some of the, the basics of the guitar. So there's there's so many wonderful organizations. It's, uh, you know, it just uh, does it does your heart good to see uh, the connection that you can make through music and and really the power that music has over the individual, the spirit, the body, and the mind. And, you know, as people of faith, John, I, I, I have to be careful when I'm being interviewed at certain hospitals because, you know, I mean, we can't offend anybody and we really can't make a statement. They have ministers from every different religion under the sun that come in and minister. So one of the questions I always ask is, I say, who is the first well-known musical therapist? I don't get much of an answer. So then I would say it would be King David or the shepherd boy David from the Bible. We know from the Old Testament that Saul had a troubled spirit that would come upon him. And scriptures clearly tell us that David would be brought in. And as he played, it would soothe Saul's mental state and his anxiety and so forth and back then you know they didn't realize the power of music they could see what was going on with different people you know it said of some of the prophets that they would call for a musician to be brought in and as the musician played it would say that the spirit of god would come upon them and and give them what they thought was the word of the lord but nowadays we can hook people up to machines and we can record their breathing, their heartbeat, you know, the, the, the brain waves with these EEGs and the epilepsy monitoring in it. And you can see the power of music. I'll never forget the first story, the first, very first interview we ever did. It, it was actually at Children's Hospital with Karen Norris sitting inside the Seacrest studio with us. And, you know, they, they're kind of going around the corner and they finish with me. And I'm like, you know, at the time I wasn't that familiar with music therapy. I'm just like, hey, you know, I'm just the guy that, with my daughter here. We're going to give you 12 guitars. So when they finished with me, I was like, whew, you know, praise God. I, that went well. But the question to Karen to my left was, out of all the years you have in music therapy, is there anything that, you know, kind of still moves you or, ignites the keeps the passion burning or something and i'll never forget her story she says and she did not miss a beat she says absolutely she said when i go into the neonatal unit with the premature children when i go in there 
and she's looking at the monitor, she can see the heartbeats out of whack, the breathing and everything is just, you know, they're fighting for their lives. So she goes in and she will start singing soft lullaby songs to these children, these, these babies. And she says, everything's messed up. And she says, when I leave, I remember taking a breath. She says, the breathing is normal. The heartbeat is returned to normal. And she says, every time I walk out the door, she says, I look at my arms and I still get goosebumps. What a great story. And, and they have to be doing it because it's a passion, because I've worked in the healthcare industry and they're not getting rich doing it. No, musical therapists are uh, extremely underpaid. Most of them have master's degrees. Uh, most of them have accumulated debt in order to get uh, certified, uh, get a musical therapy certification. And it's a, a lengthy and expensive process. Not much financial reward. No, a lot like school teachers, actually. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, probably on a pile of par with school teachers. Our guest on the John G. Moore podcast is Ken Chen, who is head of the Chen Guitar Project, giving guitars to those who need them to help them grow in whatever way they need. It's a ministry. You know, one of the first thoughts I had about this when we started talking about having you on the podcast, Ken, was, has have you ever had a parent come up to, to you and say, because of you, my kid doesn't constantly have a gaming controller in their hands. They're now playing a guitar and doing something constructive with their time? Yes, yes. Uh, that and even more. You know, one of the um, recipients of a guitar was... Uh, and I was just kind of just doing a follow-up, and it just, you know, it was just one of those things where I was just checking on them and making sure their program was still up and running and, you know, if they needed anything. And But they, someone was there and shared with me, you know, one of the students was really, we would say, going down the wrong path, making some really bad choices in a rebellious state, begin to start doing drugs and alcohol and so forth, and uh, said that, the guitar, as a result of that guitar, it just turned his whole life around. And so while he was doing some of the gaming and other things, it, it, it turned his whole focus around. And he was really just thriving and adapting and growing just because of the guitar. And it really reminded me of a story from James Burton, who, you know, early on, James had trouble concentrating in school and would be considered what some would think would be a problem child at school. You know, he just, but once James says in his story that once he got a guitar in his hand, it changed his world. It allowed him to deal with his, you know, anxieties and ADD and he would focus on the guitar and all of a sudden he was a pretty good student. <laughs> He also has his own statue outside of the Municipal Auditorium in Shreveport. Right alongside Elvis Presley. Right next to Elvis, yes, yes absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you mentioned uh, earlier in the interview, you talked about uh, Mr. Bowden. I actually interviewed him many years ago when he was doing the comedy duo with Pinkerton Bowden. Very nice man. Yes, yes, good guy. Yeah, he, uh, Richard is a uh, comedian, musician, and just a fun guy to hang out with, and we had a great time in Atlanta, Georgia, doing the news, the donation to uh, Children's Health Care of Atlanta. 
special time. Well, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. I want to plug your website one more time, if you don't mind. ChinGuitarProject.org. That's C-H-I-N-N, two N's, ChinGuitarProject.org. There is a place there where you can donate securely through PayPal, and you can also mail a check if you want. You can use the address. Ken, thank you so much for your ministry and for being my friend and for taking the time to tell the world what you're doing. Well, John, thank you uh, for inviting me just to be a part of your podcast. It's such an honor. Um, I think I told you I was at Kent Wells, and I would encourage anyone who has not some of the former uh, podcasts to go back and uh, listen to those. There's just really some great information and interesting people that are on uh, that you get on your podcast and so it's more than an honor to uh, sit here and share this time with you brother well thank you my friend it's good to talk to you and i want to thank our uh, our sponsors ab media abbi media.com who provides my website anybody who wants to send me an email you can john at johnmore.net my website is johnmore.net and you can also uh, say a big thanks to the genesis group and first eyes that's i z first eyes they are the uh, companies that sponsor the podcast ken thank you so much and god bless you my friend thank you so john god bless